Online Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome into another I Am Kate After Show. I was trying to give us some music in the background. Giving you a beatbox to go with. What was it, Bobby? Now wrap the intro. If you won't, I will. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome into another (laughs) I Am Kate After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV and AfterBuzzTV.com. We're live streaming right now this Sunday night, talking Friendly Fire, the most recent I Am Kate episode chronicling Caitlyn Jenner's transition. We are live streaming. You can comment on YouTube as you guys are wont to do. You can also tweet us. I am at Bobby Demiro. I'm your host, Bobby Demiro, joined by Tiana Hobson at the Tiana Hobson. That is correct. And Stefan Wallace at I am more fire. The one and only. The one and only. So, so seriously, tweet us. We got our phones out. We're looking at stuff. We'd love to hear from you guys as we talk. I am Kate. Uh, okay, I'll open it up. Um, <laughs> my favorite episode of the four. I've been really, really critical. I think we've been really fair. We've been really harsh, though. This was my favorite episode of the four for a couple of reasons. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. I I really enjoyed this episode. I think that it went back to a little bit of what the first episode tried to kind of empower, and it wasn't so much... It Nothing was forced. It felt more genuine. There were some moments that felt a little forced, but it felt like a genuine moment, and we were actually seeing the real Caitlyn in this episode, and those are the ones that are going to work for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're at the the place now. This is, what, episode four? Mm-hmm. We're right at the place where, like like I said before, this thing's going to take time. It's got to unfold. There's there's layers that, that are going to happen, and, and we're, we're starting to see what... Caitlin is becoming or who she's becoming. And I think the most look, I know that they have Kim and Chloe on this episode and I think it's actually what I like the most about it and it's not because you involve the Kardashians, it's not the media and the reality yeah. and all that. It's this is a family going through this together and this is how a family deals with it. No two families are the same. No family's like this one. So nobody's <laughs> going to deal with it quite like the Kardashians do. Yeah. But you get to see a family dynamic and instead of Caitlyn being superficial or doing whatever she was the last few episodes and the commodification that we kind of have criticized. This is Kim and Chloe straight up struggling, you know? And I got some gripes. I would prefer that Chris would just come and talk to Caitlin sure. straight yeah. up than have Chloe and Kim do it. But, oh, you know, again, you. that's a family dynamic and yeah. we don't know the whole family dynamic. So it's interesting to watch this happen. And I like to see Kim and Chloe struggle with it. Like to see sounds weird. I'm not enjoying seeing them struggle, <laughs> but I like to see the struggle on. T- I like to know that it's happening. I like to see them work it, through it together. It makes it more authentic yeah. to watch people struggle and to see the Kardashian family be a real family in this moment. We've watched them all on television. We've watched everything. We've watched every moment of their lives. So to not show us them struggling would have been a disservice to the show and to the brand that the family has built itself. I actually, um, I, you know, I can't wait to see uh, Caitlyn versus Chris uh, Jenner. Um, it's a battle royale, but um, I, I really didn't like having Chloe and uh, Kim on. I didn't like. I, I still think they treat Caitlyn as Bruce, the way they were very disrespectful to Bruce. Uh, very, uh, they, they just kind of dismiss Bruce in every facet, and uh, that's rolling over. And I felt like that's what happened. I didn't get the the struggle from them. I didn't ever feel like there was a moment where Kim was uh, real or authentic. I I certainly didn't like the way uh, Chloe handled the situation. And so, you know, we can get into it when we get to Chloe, but whatever. I I kind of felt the opposite of having those two girls on it. I think we feel the same way, but we're saying it for different reasons. I like having them on to see the struggle. I'm with you in the inauthenticity. Yeah. But yeah. that's a Kim and Chloe problem that's not a Caitlyn problem. Sure. I like having them on because guess what? When an actual real family goes through this that's not, you know, very privileged and on television, when an actual family goes through this, 
the transitioning person is going to come home at some point in most cases and is going to have a conversation. Sure. And you're going to have these struggles. These so that, moments, To yeah. just see that it happens, to see how they breach the conversation, maybe somebody at home goes, huh, I'm going through a similar thing. Mm-hmm. How much of this on TV is true, we can debate. And, and just, you know, the yeah. group therapy, yeah. the family group therapy sessions. I you know, like that's that. something that all season I've been thinking, racking my head, like, is Caitlin still in counseling for her transition? Because I know, you know, afterwards, you know, there's a certain sign-off point, And then it's like, has the family been to see someone? This is usually something that would be publicized to everyone. It's not really my business to know if the family's going to therapy yeah. to talk about this. But it's also the Kardashian family. So they've kind of put their business out there. So it's kind of the public's yeah. right to know, even though that's weird to say. But it was good even tying in all this and getting it out there. It's just all helping down the long path. In the I agree. Goal. Let's uh, cover this Kim fight first. We got to talk about the Candace sleepover. <laughs> that's a little more frivolous. But I want to do this Kim fight first. A uh, couple Kim quotes for you guys. The first one, maybe the most disrespectful cutting one, you still have a little Bruce in you. Yeah. That's, whoo, that's, I mean, Kim knows what, what to say. And she Absolutely. goes, you know, Chloe is, uh, Chloe is branded on this show and the Kardashians as the, you know, don't give a damn. I'm going to say what I say. I, I, no filter. Kim is more shrewd and probably more cutting. Sure. That's a tough thing. You still got a little bit of Bruce in you. I don't know what was wrong with that. Besides, obviously, calling Caitlyn Bruce. But sure. like, something more than that. There's something more than that to me where I was like, that's bad. Yeah. That ain't good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, she's. It, it's almost sounding like uh, uh, she's actually not on board nope. with, with what's going on. Um, she's actually not at the place where she's accepted Caitlyn or, or whatever. She's still... She treated, acted from the beginning... Like, she is talking to Bruce. You got the fame, but you're losing your family. It's your time now. Don't drag us under the bus or whatever she said. But she said it's your time now. And uh, you just have to get the family unity going again. You just have to get the family unity going again. Mm-hmm. You, because you're the transitioner, it's your responsibility. It's like, wait a second. It's kind of everybody's. Yeah. I get that Caitlin's the one who makes the move, Kim. But it's really kind of, you got to reach out as much as she has to reach. It's a 50-50 two-way yeah. street, yeah. everybody. Um, and going back to you got the fame, yeah. which is, is is insinuating that um, Bruce did this for the fame. Mm-hmm. So Caitlyn is actually a, a, a ploy. And we've criticized the fame on this show. But I think we've taken, as hopefully everybody would, and there's been no reason not to, that the transition comes from a very authentic place. Yeah. There's the fame on top of it that's really problematic. But that first transition, the actual transition itself... Super authentic. You know, there's no reason yeah, to doubt yeah, yeah. that. But for Kim to say, you got the fame, it's like, well, are you mad about that? Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing, guys. You guys are both boys. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about the girl side of this okay. conversation right, was the girl side. All right. So you were just waiting for that. I, I feel that Caitlyn, and I'm not saying that it's okay for this to happen, but Caitlyn is getting a shrewd reality of what it's like to be a female mm. and have witches come at you. You can or say bitches. Like you, you can say you have Kim Kardashian here who, like you said, can slice you with her words. And yeah. that is the reality of being a female against another female. Yeah. We're not gonna scrap and try to actually fight you, but our words will cut you. And you have to be strong enough to either get mm-hmm. with it or you have to learn how to fight back with your words. And Caitlin is just getting a front row lesson to this and she might not have even realized all the subtext of everything that Kim is saying to her because that's just how girls be sometimes. So she walked into uh, an episode of Mean Girls or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) basically that's what this was. Kim and Courtney both came at her with the words, you know, and Caitlyn isn't the best at explaining herself. That's true. Yet. And I think we even had to pause a couple times when she's defending herself to be like, wait a minute. What exactly did she mean there? Right, right. And because she's not that great with her words yet, it makes them easily... They can come at her even harder because she's an easy target. So, And I think that was part of the problem on the Keeping Up with the Kardashian show with the interactions that we saw with Bruce on those episodes. It's like, okay, it's easy to dismiss it because, oh, well, like, you're not even worth our time to defend because we can cut you so quick with our words. And let's be real about... Kim and Chloe, the defenses of Chris, 
And there's a there's a double dynamic here because it's not just the transition, it's also the divorce. And they went on, at least in the public perception, in a parallel state. Obviously, the transition was, if not in the works, then certainly in formerly Bruce, now Caitlin's head for decades. But um, there's the Chris side of it. There's the divorce side of it. And so Kim and Chloe are defending mom. Kim yeah. and Chloe are also... And they're defending biological mom. Remember right. that? Yeah. Kim and Chloe are also defending meal tickets. Chris is the manager, is the one pulling the strings behind the curtain sort of thing. Not doubting Kim and Chloe's talent and what they do. They're very good at what they do. Sure. But they have people working for them, and that primary person is Chris. Yeah. And you're defending. It's a weird double dynamic with that because you're defending the mom and also your boss, business partner, mm-hmm. person kind of. <laughs> and so, the brand, yeah, the whole yeah. brand. Yeah. It's it's This is not a normal family. And, and for better or worse, it's not a normal family. It's interesting to see it. I think it's still significant. But at the same time, man, they don't, they don't, they can't deal with things the same way that we can. But if the conversation starts with it, especially in this case, I'm cool with it. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, I think because it's a brand, they wanted Caitlin to uh, structure her, her Vanity Fair art um, uh, conversation or interview a certain way, you know, it, Bruce has been around the brand long enough to understand how things should be said. And I think they, they kind of wanted that to roll over into uh, Caitlin's response or, or interview. But what, what Caitlin says is it, it was an honest article. And they can't really accept that because for the first time, here's, here's a person in their wheelhouse that's like, I'm just telling you how it is. Y'all, you know, if if you take it a certain way, it's probably because it's true and truth hurts. Yeah. I 100% agree with yeah. that. I think that the article, no matter, there, there's always three sides to a story yours, hers, and the truth. Yeah. You know, somewhere buried in there. So it's like for so long we've heard Chris's side or, you know, we see these sides. And yes, Chris does deserve a chance to defend herself. Absolutely. Because there is her side of the story. But just because things happen, the chain of events, I can take it one way, Stefan can take it another way. And the fact that people are, the words are hurting people means that there is a little bit of truth layered in there that they have something to feel guilty about. And that's why it resonates in them in some way. But that's just what I think. And there's something to be said. The Kardashians as a family haven't had a significant scandal. And this is not one. But from their perspective, from Chris's perspective, the way they were portrayed in Vanity Fair, this is maybe the closer that they've gotten to significant bad press. You always have media out there mm. criticizing, hey, Kardashians, why are they famous? You know, whatever. Sure. Um, but this is maybe the most significant that bad press they've gotten in a while from a significant serious source. And I don't think they knew how to handle it. <laughs> and yeah. you're talking about uh, a brand that's always been controlled so now you have a loose cannon, mm-hmm. and you don't know what she may say. You know, you don't know how far this may go. Mm-hmm. So you're like, uh, let's go right now and get her under control, which I think is what Kim, you know, the uh, the, the meal ticket as as I see her, uh, came over to do. I'm only, and I don't know if it's nerves. I think Caitlin speaks a lot out of nerves sometimes, just to fill time, just to talk. Um, which we do. All three of us are guilty of. Uh, but when Kim was there washing her hands, just showed up. And Caitlin walks in and goes, am I in trouble? Am I in trouble? And it's kind of cutesy. You know you're in trouble. Call Kim on the bullshit. Because you have a legit... You can go toe-to-toe with her. Yeah. You're not, you didn't do anything wrong. Call her on it. I would have liked to have seen more backbone. And then she gave it. She certainly, when they sat down, she gave a ton of backbone yeah. to Kim. But I would like to have seen more from the start to be like, let's talk. Yeah. You know, I got everything to say. I don't know. I'm not hiding from anything. Yeah. I didn't hide from anything in Vanity Fair. I thought it was pretty fair, too. I read the whole damn thing a couple of times. I was like, the Kardashians come out right. looking okay. Yeah, yeah, Caitlyn yeah. comes out looking very compelling. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing, there's no huge scandal here. It's almost, it's a celebration is what it was. Yeah. It's not scandalous. But again, you know, we're not in the family, so. I just don't, uh, Caitlyn's not at the place yet where she's owning it, which is, we're going to get into that, yeah. obviously. But once she does grasp that. You'll see a lot more backbone, a lot yeah. more standing up. Uh, speaking of backbone, um, let's talk about... That was a bad transition. I don't really know where I was going with that. But how about this sleepover <laughs> with Candace Kane? <sighs> backbone, I was going to say grabbing like grabbing some of Candace's curves. You know? See, okay. see boys did, will be boys no matter what. Candace sleepover, mentioned her butt! 
Oh, these boys in sleepovers, I tell you. Okay, so first things first, Tiana, I have to ask you a very important question. Yes. When girls have sleepovers, is it exactly like a lingerie party? And don't tell me otherwise, just say yes. No. I wasn't the answer I'm looking for. Try again. Take two. <laughs> no, I will not say yes. Take two. Take three. <laughs> Take three. No. Okay. What's it Still really no. like? Sleepovers are fun, but I don't... At least the sleepovers I went to as a kid and the ones I've been to as an adult... The adult ones are more fun because it's just a lot of drinking. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a lot of alcohol involved. The kid ones is just games, and you're up and you're telling stories, and you're just really bonding with oh, yeah, people and saying. having girl talk. There's no like lingerie pillow fights. Well, I don't and, think I don't think kids are having lingerie pillow fights, but the adult ones. The adult ones Let's, still not these, at the ones. These are I not Playboy Mansion to. sleepovers. Yeah. Well, I mean, is... I'm sure that there are sleepovers out there that I'm not invited to where lingerie pillow fights might occur. This is but this is news to me. Only and for Kayla. reality series, yeah, they don't do that for, for the camera. Yeah. I think that it does a lot, and like, I mean, I love the part when they went into the closet and started trying on clothes. I was like, okay, I felt like I was suddenly in like a movie montage thing, but yeah. I wanted it to be just they better, need, like eighties like, music. Yeah, they need some eighties music. Like, <laughs> Every I time she it, came out, yeah, like less talking from them and more just showing me the outfits <laughs> that she's trying on because I was like, God, this is kind of boring watching. Like it could yeah. be so much faster and better but I you know I liked it though this if you're going to get frivolous this is the kind of frivolous that I think is really cool and it still serves a purpose because if you're transitioning or you or you you need to transition and don't know how to begin or whatever sure. and you're watching this and you go my god that would be so freeing you're in a closet you're in a safe space there's no one around it's you and somebody you trust and you're just exploring clothes that's you know, ironic it's, it's you're fun. in the closet go ahead well yeah but it's <laughs> it's fun it's interesting it's it's new yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it's you. welcoming I thought that was really cool now we're seeing a narrative build here with a little Candace Kate mm-hmm. some some yeah well I mean I like to watch movies hey man I like Candace I'm, I, I'm, I like Candace I think it's all it's all I yeah I like Candace I don't trust Candace. Nope. Mm-hmm. Told y'all. Um, I, I got a quote here. She said, I can't believe I got you here. And, you know, when people say that, uh, I start to immediately think you, she was hoping as a part of her plan to kind of lure uh, Kate, who is this fawn who is out there with no mom and no guidance, you know, and you can take advantage. It's an easy Caitlin attack. Bambi all of a sudden? Yes, it, Caitlin is Bambi. <laughs> With no mom out there in the in the see, in the forest. See, uh, I I didn't take it that way. Yeah. I took it as okay, Caitlin, who's been locked up in her ivory tower above everyone, not leaving that house. Even the conversation she had with Kim it was like, well. Courtney hasn't been here to see me. Chloe hasn't been here to see me. No one's coming here. It's like, why do they have to come to you? You should go to them. If you really want a relationship, you go to them. But she's so trapped in that house because it's her safety blanket. That I think Candace was saying, I'm surprised you left your safety nest gotcha. and came down here to me to hang out. Because they could have easily done that at Caitlin's house and had yeah. the same woman come over and done the same thing. But they got out of the house. And I think it's good for her to get out of the house because like um who was kate um the other kate yes who came over you know she caitlin has to get out in the real world and experience things and like she was saying you know you have to be a freak you have to realize that you are a freak to you know most of the world and if you stay locked up inside you're never going to experience that so you're never going to be comfortable with it i uh, kate was kate bornstein is let's talk about her in a second because she's phenomenal Yeah. yeah um Wait, but just more on my point, though. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she also says stuff like, you know, uh, this new life that uh, Caitlin's going on with, with me. She threw me in there. She said, uh, I love going on this journey with her. Journey, you're, you're talking like hand in hand. We're together. I'm, I'm latching myself to this train, this gravy train that's, uh, that's taken off. And then there's the Samson and Delilah dog. I'm just saying. Can I can I ask you a question? Because I think we're on the same point here. I I like Candace a lot, but there's one hang up. What is your hang up with Candace Stefan specifically? And when I name mine, you're going to be 100 percent in agreement. But I want to see if we're on the same page. What's your hang up with Candace? Again, I I do like her. I think she's a wonderful woman. Um, I I do feel like she's utilizing this opportunity to advance her career. Thank you, actor. 
Boom. Actor done. Actor. Maybe we have been in Los Angeles too, too long. long. That is entirely possible. But Jada. if you are not here, if you are watching this in, and I know somebody is in Texas, in Fort Worth, um, <laughs> if you are watching this thing in Abilene, uh, you don't have the same entertainment industry in these places. So maybe we've been here too long. Maybe we're too cynical and too pessimistic. But yeah. I'm very, very skeptical of actors. Sure. And I always will be. Have yeah. a ton of phenomenal actors in here. Great people have made it. <laughs> yeah. But the people on this this come up, like Candace is, using something like this, for sure, for publicity. Of course. Like her a lot. Great woman. Really smart. Really funny. Good for Caitlin. Safe and, like, welcoming and stuff. Yeah. Actor. Scared Actor. of that. Just a little skeptical of that. Yeah. Maybe I'm totally wrong about that. I'm sorry to the thespians out there. And I'm talking about L.A. actor. I don't mean, like accomplished Broadway people. Sure, I'm talking sure, like sure. film and TV people in LA. I agree. I agree 100%. I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. I, Journey. I um, New life. <laughs> am I wrong, Tiana? I don't... Or is this too inside baseball for LA? No, no. I mean, because there definitely are those people in LA who will take an, take an opportunity and definitely use it to their advantage to advance their career. I just think it's a little too soon to know. And I think that because this is a different thing where... Candace knows exactly what Caitlin is going through because mm -hmm. she's been through it herself that she's just kind of there is the part of her who's like oh well I can be there for her because I understand she doesn't have many friends yep. who actually understand and, and even that whole group of people who she went on the trip with we see a lot of them in the upcoming episodes and stuff they're all kind of there and I think that when you're transgender there is a core community of that is like your circle of friends and then you have your cis yeah. friends who you might not be that close with and I'm not saying that all transgenders have to just stay friends because I don't that's like saying I can only be friends with black people and I hate this guy <laughs> um, you know but I just think that because she understands Caitlyn, I'm not going to automatically jump to she's an actor trying to advance her. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. A hundred percent. But I think if you don't have that in the back of your head, right. you got to have it. It's got to yeah. be there. You know? yeah. And, and again, I wanted to be known. I think Candace is very healthy for Caitlyn. Yeah. And you I know what? And that's the thing. If Caitlyn and Candace are friends, if they date, if mm -hmm. they hook up, if they have a serious relationship, whatever it is, Candace is... Very knowledgeable, very open, very welcoming, very cool. You know, really safe on top place, of it. A safe place. Exactly. And if it's safe and beneficial, I don't see whatever they decide to do is going to be right. You yeah. know? So, yeah. and even if Candace uses it to advance her career, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, she'd be dumb not to. Yeah. So even if she uses it to advance her career, but if it helps Caitlin at the end of the day, mm -hmm. then what are we it's really talking win -win. about? It's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just a little skeptical. Samson and Delilah. Delilah was yep. very scandalous. Was that the cut the and that was cutting off all the hair? Cut the hair off. Yep. Samson was the strongest man in the world. Mm -hmm. And he kept falling for the same tricks, Delilah. Oh, she wove a web. Anyway. <laughs> just saying, that's what the dogs were named. Yeah, no, and, and yeah, and they're, okay. Uh, Kate, Kate Bornstein Get is to her. Uh, first team All-American after this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, the, the thing I like the best is the ally comment. Absolutely. Trouble with the word ally. Oh, I love Kate. She's yeah. transitioning. Not an ally. Help me help me do this tangible thing. Yeah. Ally. Really good comment. Loved her tattoos. Yeah. Um, straight talk. She's seen it. She's done it. She's been there. Yeah. Appreciate that Kate was deferential to her, mm -hmm. uh, as she should have been. Mm -hmm. um, Kate Bornstein has seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of person. She's the OG yeah. of transgenders. Yeah. She She's, came, and, and that air, you can feel it. You know, it wasn't any type of arrogance at all, but you just felt like this woman's got war wounds that we, we don't even know about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was, it was wonderful. She was a breath of fresh air on this on this show. And I love her calling Caitlin a freak because she's being realistic enough to know that there are so many people out there who at different levels, some bigoted, some questioning, some innocent, whatever, on different levels have no idea what the hell Caitlyn Jenner's doing. Yeah. So Kate's almost kind of saying you have to acknowledge this and you have to own it, which is great advice for anybody at any mm -hmm. point in whatever they're doing, own it. Uh, but you have to acknowledge that this is happening because it's happening. Yeah. Just because you were accepted in your circle of acceptance, that's great. That's not the real world. Yeah. And that's, I think, the lesson that Kate has needed to learn for four episodes here. But I hope that Kate Bornstein has helped push that through now. Yeah. Yeah. I I, um, I think that that advice applies 
universally. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, and freak just to me, from my opinion, it was it was just hey, you are different. So before you become this defensive person, when you hear the word the term freak, or you're different in whatever way it may be, uh, we we typically react. She's saying no, no, accept it, own it, know that you're different, and then respond out of that that different place, you know, from a a, a more confident place. So uh, I think it applies to everybody. I I grew from it. It's yeah. still a loving place. What'd she say? I love you. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be mean to you. I'm not going to hurt you. That's the response. That. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, my mom used to say, um, which I don't know if this is actually the right quote, but oh. it was something along the lines of like, let, let your freak flag fly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? People so, have used that for different things. Yeah, yeah like, okay. I mean, it has like a different <laughs> connotation sometimes. But it, my mom used to say that to us and we were like, oh, you know, shy about something or, you yeah, know, like, I had a, yeah. you know, the most traumatizing thing of my adolescence was like getting a pimple on the tip of my nose and looking like Rudolph. She's like, let it fly. Own it. Who cares what people say or sure. think? And it's just, I felt like Kate Bornstein was trying to tell her that in a sense. And it was coming out of a place of love. And I really liked her. And yeah. I hope that we see her again. Because yeah. she was awesome. She was so confident. Just like, yeah. own it. She was laying back on the couch just feeling herself. You kind of yeah. don't know what it, initially, if you were to judge her without hearing her, you're like, wait, I'm getting this hippie, dazed and confused yeah. type person, you know? And then she she opens her mouth and you're like, whoa, okay, okay, thank you. And and Caitlin kept winking at her, which was. But that's 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 her that's, thing. Yeah, just the wink. That's her move. Yeah, that's her thing. Winks are sexy though. I think winks should make a comeback in life. How you doing, Not girl? when you do it, Bobby. Are you f- seriously? <laughs> seriously. <laughs> let let your joking. freak flag fly, Tiana. <laughs> let it fly, girl. Let it fly high. <laughs> Where the hell do we transition from there? What are we talking about? It's hot in here. So talking Woo! about therapy. Susan, Sorry. the therapist, is back. Let's I talk about Susan. <laughs> I just want to, you know, quickly. I mean, I think she's she's so she's so important for Caitlin. Uh, she she brings Caitlin back to this. Like, uh, hey, come back. You've now gone out into the world. You've experienced a few things. Met some new people. Some wild stuff. You got yelled at by, you know, a couple of folks and uh, you heard a few stories. Now, let's process all this. And that's that's Susan's role. I think she's dope. I think Susan also straddles that line that any mental health or otherwise professional will do. And that is sitting there. You can almost see the wheels turn and saying, we're talking about Kardashian drama. <laughs> you know, there's that second level. She's like, okay, here's the family issues. Here's what's going on. And then Caitlin's like, well, you know, Chloe says this and Courtney says this. And you can almost see Susan for a second going, uh. <laughs> it's, it's like, but I mean, at the end of the day, a family is a family. Yeah, so it's yeah. just, it's funny to think that. Uh, it's just weird to think that all the Kardashian drama, aside from the transition, the regular Kardashian stuff, the family issues that we've seen for seasons on the show, are now coming to these professionals in these right. very high-level, right. unbelievable capacity to impact lives and stuff. And they're dealing with, yeah. like, Courtney and Kim. You know, it's like... Which has been their <laughs> M.O. I mean, they first when they first came out, we were all like, nobody's taking them serious. And you, five, ten years later, you're going... Everybody's taking them seriously. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, you can't. You can't avoid them. You can't avoid them now. Um, <laughs> yeah, Susan, I do like the other thing we like, and we all kind of are probably uniform about this is the uh, the family support groups. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, seeing both of those things, sitting in on both those things, I like the family that the parents won the best. I think it's interesting to see people affected around it and by it, rather than just the people going through the transition because yes. the people around it and by it are going to react a thousand different ways and are probably yeah. unpredictable at times and I know and I don't we don't know where these parents were on the journey I assume since they're on TV and they want to show this to the show they're pretty far yeah. along in this they're all obviously accepting and stuff but you got to believe that at the start they were like a lot of them were like what the hell is this I can't do this even now though yeah. I feel like they're still um, you know I kind of felt I felt bad somewhat really listening to the parents i felt like um some of these parents are helpless they're uh it's like their hands are tied you have a child and uh every every bit of control in the in the child raising process has been taken from you you know but like snatched by force 
So I kind of felt like they were, they sounded helpless to me. It, it seemed like acceptance and I get it and it probably is. And maybe I'm just reading too much into it. But, uh, I listened to the dad who was like, you know, Hey, he's saying he's talking to his friends. He's like, Oh, I'm just following, just following their lead. You know? And I'm like, you're the dad. What the hell are you talking mm-hmm. about? I'm just following their, my, my kids are marching to their own beat and we just doing whatever they do. That's not how it works. In real life, you know, uh, the, the, this other guy was saying, uh, well, you know what? I guess I can just kind of learn from her. But I get that somewhat because it's a, the world's like evolving, you know, and there's certain things you do have to kind of learn vicariously through your child. But I just felt like they were, they were so helpless, those parents. It was weird. Okay, <laughs> I, I agree. With you. I thought Bobby, had, uh, Bobby was like shaking his head, like he was going to say something. No, I'm so no, I was no, like, go okay, go for it. I, I'm just trying to think about it. I, I don't, I don't agree with your analysis of it, but I don't okay. know how to respond to it. Okay. <laughs> um, I, like, I, I agree with you that I definitely think they felt helpless, but in a weird way, I think it almost became empowering when they learned stuff from the kids. And maybe this is too TV. This is the perfect TV moment. Like, sure. oh, this, this my child, we were struggling, and then it turned out perfect. Of course it did. It's TV. Yeah, yeah. But um, I really got the the feeling, the guy who was like, when you're living with a transgender kid, you're living with a unicorn, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. this is an amazing child. And it's like, it was, I get it. That's, uh, I, I, I can know. believe that. I, Even that I felt was over the top. Have well, you seen I Am Jazz? Are we talking uh, yeah, about that? Yeah. yeah, I Am Jazz. Amazing show on TLC, I believe it is. Yeah. And I was watching some episodes. And Jazz is just so amazing. And she comes from such a supportive family. And... I think, well, to what I want to talk about, what he was talking about first, um, I took it more like the parents are empowered by their children. And I think that that I didn't take it as I felt bad for them. I do understand that the parents felt helpless. But you hear about this with parents of like kids who are going through chemo and stuff all the time. They're like watching my child's strength through that gave me the strength to follow through, you know, watching my child have a positive attitude and always be upbeat. I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm able to watch them and go by their lead. And I think that that's so beautiful and touching. So I think that was more of like the way that those parents were saying it. So I couldn't feel bad for them, but I mean, I'm not a parent, so I don't know what that experience would be like, but I could just only imagine, you know, the sense of pride it is knowing that you birthed someone who is so strong and able to take charge that you are inspired by them. Yeah. And and not only that, but these parents are not too much older than we are. Just, mm-hmm. you know, we're all 21, <laughs> so... I'm 15, so I don't know <laughs> what you're that's, talking about. That's not even a... You're not even complimenting yourself. <laughs> with that one. Uh, we're all 21. Uh, these parents aren't too much older than we are, you know, anywhere from probably 10 to 30 years older, maybe. Yeah. Uh, do you know how set in my ways, just generally, not specifically about transgender issues, but how set in my ways I'm going to be when I'm a 50-year-old? Yeah. And it's mostly about frivolous stuff. But the fact that these parents in their 40s and 50s can totally flip around from a generation that they grew up in that was not nearly yeah. as accepting on this stuff than their children's generation. And to say, okay, I learned it. I did it. I went through this. Some of it was probably easier than others. Yeah. But but the idea of changing the whole you can't teach an old dog new tricks thing, the idea of changing something so significant when someone so significant to you goes through this and boom – you know, the boom is a lot longer than just boom. Right. <laughs> but boom, I mean, you got to give them credit for doing that, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, kids are kids, though. So I'm sorry. that There's a kid on there. Uh, uh, the kid's name was Zoe. Oh. She's 13. And um, she said, you know, I started transitioning when I was nine. And in my, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm watching, I'm going, I'm so happy for Zoe. Um, but at nine years old, you knew that you wanted to transgender. I'm tripping. That to me, I'm tripping too in the most positive way on that. That is the biggest endorsement for transitioning in the sense that these kids, two-year-olds, they talk about yeah. two-year-olds yeah, so on this thing, just innately know Knowing. it. And so if you're struggling with the transgender stuff, you know, at home, if you're struggling with transgender issues at all, yeah. which I think people are, let's be real, it's, it's different. Um, but if you're struggling with that, to me, I see that two-year-olds are doing this, and they know it. And I'm like, huh? 
I mean, honestly, I'm thinking, I don't know what a two-year-old's supposed to be, like, at, but mentally, at right. that age, I don't know what stance you're, what you're, do they talk it to? Like, I, that's how out of it I am. Yeah, but that's, but that's to how know, serious it is. Yeah, if that's you how get serious it, it is. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm, if you know when you are two or you start, you are brave enough and, and innately know enough to start transitioning at nine, dude, my hat is off to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you own your shit if you're doing that at nine. But yeah. now go back to being a parent. Yes. Your kid's nine years old talking about trans transgendering or transitioning. And the question was posed to this lady, what if they change their mind? That's got to be the scariest thing mm-hmm. that you can ever, ever be asked. You're, you, you're raising a kid who used to like all blue stuff and now they want green is their favorite color. Kids change their mind every single day. And you watch them as a parent go through all these different phases of life. They liked uh, little cars. Now they want horses. And it doesn't matter. They're kids figuring out life. But But then, uh, oh, sorry, but the dad said, but, you know, we change this and I have a happier kid. We change this. I have a happier kid. The kids know because it's something it's how they were born. It's just what they know is right, how they feel. So I think it, I, I know that they won't change their mind because this is innately who they are and well, they're becoming the person they're supposed to be. Even even if they did change their mind, um, and, I'm, and I'm, I agree with you, yeah. but even if they did change their mind, I think the idea here is I focus at least on the change and all change, not all change is positive, but all change brings about, if you are resilient enough, and these kids are, if you're resilient enough, change brings about a positive outcome eventually. And I think what these kids are searching for, which is what we were all searching for, is happiness, acceptance, feeling like you fit in. And so we change frivolous things. We change our jobs, where we live, you know, what what we do in our free time, our hair, our clothes, whatever. Um, Those are frivolous things, but it's the same very general idea and a bad comparison. It's the same idea that you are searching for the right you and the you that makes you feel the most you, the most happy, the most accepted. You know, we change relationships and friendships and all that. Mm-hmm. This is a much more significant thing to that. It's but it's kind change. of that same idea that you are changing and not that it's an experiment, but you are changing to find happiness. And if you believe this is your ticket to happiness or one of the steps along the way, I think as a parent, you just stick around for the journey. And you say, are you getting happier? Are you doing things that make you a better person? Are you are you a man? Are you a woman? Are you a boy or a girl? However old you are. Well, are you a better person? Yeah. You know, we can focus on gender next. Are you a better person? And just to get back to the um, yeah. I am jazz aspect of yeah. it. Jazz yeah, is 14 years old right now, currently. But when she transitioned, she must have started earlier. And I just highly encourage everyone to go watch the show which i didn't put together until probably right now i am jazz i am kate mm-hmm. um i like feel kate terrible kind, because kate kind of stole her title because jazz there's like a documentary done about her back in like 2011 yeah. or, or something kind of an homage, you know, it's like, it's an homage to it right? or or that yeah. or you know just jazz just has, has her own tv show and that show is so great to watch because you see this 14 year old girl whose family her grandma's there and they're sitting down and talking about do you want a family like how how would you you know do that later on and her sister's like i would definitely carry a child for my sister because i love her that much and it's just they're very accepting but then they also go into the aspect of like she's a 14 year old girl in junior high school now what's it going to be like when she starts dating and you see the fam you see mom and dad be at a crossroads but they're like i don't really know how to address this with her let's go into group therapy again let's go back over there and lean on them to find the support so i think that's the great part about this family group therapy session where everyone's just talking and relating their experiences so that they have an easier transition so definitely go check it do check it i will take your advice to check it somebody on youtube i believe it was last week told me to check i am jazz which i've got on the list and i believe it's called transparent oh yeah transparent. Um, is that the amazon show? okay because i was supposed to check it this week they told me to i was like i'm totally gonna do it. this is a great idea and i did not get around to it because i'm stupid so there's those two i gotta i have to watch some of those yeah um i got to, i am jazz man to be 14 and to 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 know that you're gonna do that talk about courage we can talk about mm-hmm. any any transition like this is courage even caitlin's for sure even though she lives in a bubble uh, to be 14 in junior high, think about junior high. 
Do you know? Do you know how kids at my junior high would have treated somebody going through? It would not have been pretty. Yeah. You know, and that's the way a lot of kids are. Just general, to be that brave and to know it, to do it. Who? That's saying something. Yeah. Uh, you, you're not. <laughs> you're not <laughs> kidding around. Um, speaking of kidding around, though, let's get to Chloe. I'm just gonna say that I wanted more out of that conversation. Yeah, no, we all it did. was it was I a gave huge her a whole build. Page and this is all yeah, I, I gave her a whole page too, and I had like one line. And I was like anticlimactic. Yeah, because it was built up as this big face off, and all episodes like coming up next. It's gonna be the Chloe, and then it was just so disappointing. I will say one thing. In the entertainment value, not in the conversation. You know, I will say one thing in Chloe's defense. Uh, Caitlin did this three times. Twice in the show and once in the coming attractions. With Kim, with with Chloe, with Chris. She said, don't go there. Three times. You can't have a conversation with somebody and then say, don't go there. Well, I I think I think she was saying don't do that thing that you all do. But that, but then explain the thing that, okay. and this goes back to Caitlin not explaining, not explaining, yeah. and yeah. having trouble explaining sometimes. Explain the thing because if they don't know they do it, they're not going to stop it. You know, yeah. if they don't know when yeah. they're being called on it, yeah. you got to explain the thing. And so when she says don't go there three times, that's my only, you know, yeah. knock on Caitlin with this. Other than that, Chloe, girl, uh. First off, look like you're into it. But this is Kardashian. This is what they do. But that's Chloe in all yeah, her conversations on the show. Yeah. Trailing the hair, pursing the lips, looking at her phone. That be, That's a Chloe a conversation. But not a crazy bitch. She <laughs> doesn't not want a crazy both. bitch. Just you can be one or the bitch. other. You can't be both. Jeez. Uh, but, I mean, I think my biggest thing, too, was that I know that everyone kind of vents to Chloe and have started venting to Kim, so they're the ones to go out and speak on behalf of the family but it just it's hard to take those kind of conversations to heart so i can understand how caitlin's like well what's the big deal because if you can't even come tell me you yourself had a problem with this you have to send someone else to say it have have chloe sit down with you while you try to explain i understand kendall doesn't want to have a confrontation with her father but have Chloe sitting there by your side to be your support system so it doesn't have to be a confrontation or a yelling match or anything uncomfortable. You can sit there and be honest and open with your parent. And that is something that is missing in this entire family. Because yeah. I, if I have an issue with one of my parents, I can, I know I can go to them and talk openly yeah. about the, with a dialogue about this is how I feel. This is what is going on and they will talk to me back like I'm a human being. Look at Chloe's suggestion was group texts. Kim's suggestion was a tweet. Yes. Uh, listen, when Kim's first point of view is smooth this over in public, send a tweet to make it better so my 34 million followers can see it. Hmm. That's That should tell you something right there. And I know this is selectively edited and maybe she said all the right stuff first and then said the yeah. tweet thing. But they added the tweet in for a reason. This is Caitlin's people. This is her producers, man. They added the tweet in for a reason. Sure. And so for Chloe to talk about group text messages the second time, these are all impersonal conversations. God yep. knows I love Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. on it all the time. It is not where you hash out your serious family issues. You do not group text somebody and say, you know, you're doing that thing. Don't go there. <laughs> I feel like you don't do that on text. You just don't do it. Pick up the phone at the very minimum. And call. Yeah. Or, or Skype or what, you know, whatever. we got technology today, folks. Well, it's obvious that uh, they've kind of lost their family dynamic to reality. Yes. TV. And uh, in the fact that they didn't even have a single one-on-one unless it was filmed you know what i'm saying according to caitlin because nobody came right so caitlin's saying nobody came by here nobody came in the middle of the night or you know Mm -hmm. before the sun rose in the morning when there's no paparazzi out nobody cared enough it had to be filmed it had to be set up all these things have to be structured according to probably manager chris or whoever they i don't even think they have a family dynamic these two little girls, uh, Kylie and, and, and Kendall, if they're not curling up to their uh, former dad now person and and bawling tears that's completely off the record, then I feel like you've lost everything. Those are your baby girls. 
they don't feel like they can come to you. They're talking to Chloe. She's the she's the dad now. Come on, man. You you losing the whole. They lost the plot a long time ago. Well, this is and this is something that Caitlyn has done that, that that in the past has happened. Um, Caitlyn can get very inwardly focused. We even saw it in a very frivolous way last episode, and we saw stupid Rhonda and Courtney, who I'm so done with. And if I see them again, I'm gonna go through the television. Uh, Courtney with a C, Courtney. Don't look at me like that. You know I'm right. Believe all. Like, <laughs> they ain't even right. on this episode. You know I'm right. Courtney, Courtney was, was on this bit. episode. You know I'm right. She's got to be there. She's uh, a but that's that same parallel that Caitlin gets so inwardly focused, and sometimes that's good. And that's an athlete's mindset: inward focus. I'm going to focus on me right now. That's what athletes do. Uh, but Caitlin gets so inwardly focused that you lose track of everything. If you're single, if you if you are Bruce Jenner, 1976, and you get inwardly focused for the Olympics. Cool. More power to you. Not a lot of consequences. I don't believe he had a child by 70. Maybe he did. Maybe that's still a bad example. But Bruce Jenner, you know, college Bruce Jenner as an athlete, I get it. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner now, with as many family responsibilities as she has, that's a tough sell. You still have to bridge the gap. you got to be a politician when you're a parent. Go pick your daughters up. Tell them. They're your your children. Mm -hmm. I would say, yo, here's the deal. Meet me here now. Don't no questions. And that could have happened off camera, but what we've been told by, by this by. show is that it didn't. Right. So, so yeah, one your take- your baby girl came over and advertised her, her weave, and the your second <laughs> second runner up, she she won't even come through. She got to talk through a representative. Yeah. Come on, man. And I and I and I know or, it's, or woman. Come on, woman. And I know it's tough. I can only imagine how tough. I don't know it's tough. I, I can only imagine how tough it is for the girls to go through it, what they must be hearing, whatever's going on with them to see their dad transition like this in such a public way. Yeah. But somebody has to nip that in the bud. And if it's the girls saying, I got to talk to Caitlin right now, if it's Caitlin saying, what Stevon said, you need to come over, or if it's Chloe saying, I'm 30, 29, 30, I'm an adult. When Kendall comes to me with a serious problem, I will listen to you. I will do whatever. And then I'm going to send you to your dad. Yep. I'm going to send you to Caitlin. Mm-hmm. One of those people needs to do that didn't happen. No. Nope. Ball got dropped. Um, <sighs> couple that, more minutes. Final thoughts. What do we think? We can't really do predictions on the show. Um, what do you think, Tina? I just want to say that on the first episode, someone commented and was like, are we going to see Kris Jenner on this show? And I said, yes, but they're going to save it for later on in the season. And they're like, nope, she's never going to come on. I told you she'd be there. Of they're going to save that moment for like a finale or, you know, because that didn't say next week. It said coming up this, this season. season. So they're going to save that money bite because, you know, with new shows, they start off high with ratings and they dip and then you need something else to bring people back. The first face-off between Bruce and Chris, or, sorry, Caitlin and Chris, that's going to bring more eyes to the show and that's why she had to be on it. And, and even Chris, as a manager, knows that's why she has to be on the show. And that's the biggest problem here is it is not only a transition, it is a business entity. Mm-hmm. And even in that, I already feel like, and I don't want to prejudge it, but I'm not going to feel any authenticity from Chris Jenner, even when she starts to cry. They're so fake, dude. It, they don't even <laughs> let me. They don't even make a good showing of even when Bruce, when, when Caitlyn when uh <laughs> I don't know who to call anybody when Chloe shows up or or Caitlyn shows up at Chloe's house. She's got all this fake excitement. Oh my god! Ah, ah, look at you! Nah, nah, touch, touch, touch. It's so it was so fake and put on. And then she had she machine gun shot like eighteen questions off. <laughs> hey, where do you get your eyelashes? You able to do this? Your hair? You're like, blah, 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 blah. I'm not listening to anything. I'm just talking in the phone like this. You know, I can't stand all that. When are y'all ever gonna tempt? To be real people. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this, and I want to run it by you two, and I want to throw it out on YouTube because why the hell not? Uh, people give crap to the Kardashians, to keeping up with, to the spinoffs. And they say, why are these people famous? They're famous for nothing. They're famous off of sex tape. They don't do anything. People have universally accepted Caitlyn, not universally, but people in this kind of general area that we've seen have universally accepted Caitlyn. No reason not to. The transition is great. The, the commodification is a different story. 
I think it should be the other way around. We need to think more critically about Caitlin and everything around Caitlin, Kim and Chloe and Chris and exactly what you're talking about, and expect more from this series. Yeah. And think a little less critically about the Kardashians. They're frivolous and they know they're frivolous. Keeping yeah. up with is entirely frivolous. Mm-hmm. But it seems like we've almost got this backwards that the Kardashians, people shit on them all the time about everything. And yet Caitlyn, it's almost a, a blanket acceptance without understanding the business and the commodification and the and the monetization mm-hmm. of a transition. Uh, when it should be about the transition and not the monetization. Sure. And nobody's acknowledged that. And that's weird. Maybe that's me. It certainly could be me. I am not the wisest guy in the room. Well, this room I am, but most rooms. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just I think it's a little bizarre. It's almost a weird double standard how we treat the Kardashians and hold them to a high standard for a frivolous show. And then with Caitlyn, we almost don't go critically enough on things that we should be critically thinking about. I can agree with that. And the, and the Kardashians, too. And I think I, and I know you guys do, and I hope people do at home, I expect a lot out of Caitlyn and out of everybody around. Kim, Chloe, Chris. You expect a lot more on this because this is serious. People are literally dying. People are literally being murdered yeah. in this community. This is not a joke. Right. Kardashians keeping up with frivolous. Nobody's dying. That's fine. We can talk yeah. about Kanye's shoes. That's great. This is not that. Yeah. This is more serious. It has to be held to a higher standard. I agree with that. Um, I 100% agree. So keep those uh, fake checks off your show. Caitlyn. It's your time. <laughs> it is her time. Uh, okay, now we want to open it up to you guys. It's really been open up all day with the tweets. But if you guys want to tweet at us, Stefan, I don't know why they would, but I did get a tweet. Let me read this, Tiana. Uh, Courtney Najedli uh, tweeted into us, Yay, Stefan. Glad you're hosting this. Can't wait to hear your commentary. <laughs> Shout out to Courtney. New York City. <laughs> what up, Courtney? <laughs> Uh, anybody else, Stefan, who else can uh, can tweet you? Hey, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I do some great stuff at I am more fire. Hi, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Tiana Hobson. I, uh, I'm on Twitter at Bobby D. Muro. Danica Kennedy will be back next week. She was sick tonight. We'll see you guys a week from today. For more I Am Kate, hit subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. You guys can comment all week. We check them all week. We'll talk to you next Sunday on I Am Kate After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 